The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> it's probably like getting grade 10 sandpaper rubbed on your face every day. I mean, we say it all the time, whether, you know, there's two types of turds, you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean, um, we're, we're, we are about players and players playing the plays and not necessarily the plays. Welcome to the Varsity Club Podcast. My name is Derek Peterson. Joining me this week, I'm very happy to have this man on. I'm very excited for you guys to hear from him. Current San Francisco 49er, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, former Nebraska Black Shirt, the one and only Darian Daniels. Darian, how are you, my friend? Thank you for coming on. I'm doing real good. It's, hey, it's an honor to be here. I'm happy to have you. Um, what is life like in San Francisco? How I mean, it's obviously different from Lincoln or from Oklahoma. Like, do you enjoy the weather out there the most do you enjoy like the atmosphere out there or do you miss sort of like small town back home because you're from texas too so this was like a nice yeah. like, culture change for you going out to san francisco oh do you yeah like it or do you miss the the middle of the country man i am not gonna lie i really do enjoy it out here the weather is nice um i go on walks pretty frequently out here just like there's a lot of nature things that i can do out here that to just get me back outside which is cool mm-hmm. i say the um the number one complaint I got about being out here is just everything is like two or three dollars more than it is in the rest of the world. It's just too expensive. Out here. One of my uh, one of my favorite my TikTok feed. I'm not ashamed to say I'm on TikTok. First of all, my TikTok <laughs> feed is filled with a lot of like home design, real estate stuff. Um, just mm-hmm. because I love, um, I'm a I'm a dork when it comes to that stuff. And like I see all the time people comparing like home prices in Texas to california you could you could spend a million dollars and have like a 1500 square foot home in san francisco and then you spend a million dollars in texas and you've got like a freaking mansion like it's ridiculous yeah it's actually funny because we when we played dallas last year we were on the bus and um we were like passing through we was passing by a neighborhood if you look out the window my teammates like there you from out here how much these houses running for i'm looking i'm like "Eh, i'm gonna say like five like million like nah like five hundred thousand bro they're like are we moving to Dallas? We got to come yep. to Dallas. They got the houses. Yep. Like, hey, man, you can live like a king out here. Yep. And no income tax in Texas, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. That, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, okay. So, you get out to this new area that has mm-hmm. NBA. I mean, they moved from Oakland to San Francisco with the Warriors. You got M- NBA. You've got, I mean, you've got all these pro teams around and you get here and now you can't go to any of the stadiums. Is there a team that is on your on your like bucket list of like when they start allowing fans? I ha- I'm, I want to go watch these guys. Oh, yeah. I'm most definitely going to catch a Golden State game. I, 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 it's kind of mandatory. I think Steph's going to go down in history as top three best point guards ever. And then being able to see him in person, that's always been one of those things that I wanted to do. For sure. You might have. It sounds like you might have to go see an Oakland Athletics game, too, before they uh, before they. Oh, Got to. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with all that. I love watching. I just love watching like live sports. Well, just mm-hmm. being there in the environment. Uh, it's actually funny because I still haven't been to uh, 
I've been to a, a, a pro basketball game as a spectator. I've also been to a pro basketball game as a spectator. I haven't been able to do that for the NFL. Mm-hmm. So my first, so, my, my first NFL game was my first NFL game. Yeah. Did so yeah. did. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but NFL teams were like they were setting their own attendance limits, like based on individual teams. Did San Francisco have fans in in, in the stadium last year? Nope. Nope. So when you come back for the spring game at Nebraska this past weekend, was that the first time you'd been in a football stadium that had fans in it yes. in a year? And well, we had we had some fans uh, at, at a few away games that we had, okay. but as far as that amount, nah, it was it was good to be back and to hear the, to hear people yelling. Interesting, interesting. Let's talk about your first year in the NFL. You go to San Francisco. Um, what was it like? W- was there anything that surprised you? Was there anything that you felt like you learned? Let's just catch people up on the last year for for your football career. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was real smooth. I spent a majority of the year on uh, practice squad doing doing my due diligence, you know, earning my stripes. That was uh, it, that was challenging, but I feel like it made me a better player. Um, just for the fact that I'm going up against the starters every single day. I'm going up against the starters every single day, and uh, our starters are real good people as far as um, teaching me. I know I, even though I was mimicking the opponent that we were playing that week, they would always like come like, hey, Darian, next time try this, it might work. I'm like, all right, cool. And they like helped me out like that. So I feel like that kind of uh, from a learning perspective, that helped me out a lot. And just uh, really, I'm, like, I'm not going to say getting adjusted to getting adjusted to uh, the playing style. I want to say more so getting used to football 24 seven. There's no distraction in between. So I know like in college, it was a lot on me as far as like trying to be the best student I can be and then being the best athlete I can be. But it's like now, instead of the classroom, it's film. And it's like I, I have to devote 100% of my time, you know, to football. And I say that's the only thing I feel like taking, adjust, you know, take some adjusting to because I know uh, I'll do, I would say, college-worthy time to football. And I'll still have so much extra time left. I'm just sitting like, what can I do? So then it's just like, you know, find something to get into. So I watch okay. the film. You can always watch somebody else. Yeah. Stuff like that. That was going to be my next question was if you if you found that you just have more time on your hands in the day. Yeah. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Have you picked up? I mean, it's obviously it was a weird time because of COVID. So like you, you couldn't pick up normal hobbies. But have you picked up any hobbies? Oh, yeah. So, um, so when I went back home for the uh, for offseason, I, I started I picked up some boxing boxing lessons okay yeah so I, yeah i've been doing a little bit of that i think it's i think it's gonna help me out a lot as far as like my hand eye coordination sure. and core strength and things like that and i've also uh, let me let me show you this real quick <sighs> been doing some little lego work for my nephew baby yoda baby yoda yeah so uh my, my nephew he has uh he likes baby yoda so um and i used to he likes baby yoda and he likes legos so uh i kind of want to kind of want to help push him into that into that field so i made him a baby yoda i'm gonna send that out to him pretty soon but that's another little hobby i picked up have you built the lego death star yet not yet i wanted to as a child i think it was death star or the or the falcon i'm not for sure which one it was but i knew i wanted one of the big ships Mm -hmm. but i'm I'm gonna get to it and then when i get it i'm gonna send it to him hopefully he'll like it that's pretty cool so what is what what is life like as a practice player as a practice squad player how how I guess how how different was it from maybe your expectations of what it would be or or how similar? Just what is life like as a practice player? Um, it's really it's kind of it's kind of I don't know if it's just here, but they kind of hold us to an extremely high standard as well as the guys who actually play. Um 
Yeah, and I, I, that's that's the that's the biggest thing I can say because I know in uh, in some organizations in college, you know, scout team players don't really get that much attention, but we have a very critical position, and I, I know there's even been times where the offensive line was like, "Hey, he does this. You might want to implement that." So, so it's like it's always I'm always learning some new things. Um, it's 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 different because I've never really had to do about 20 reps straight so that it's physically tiring but it's just like you got the you got the I don't know I feel like it, it helped my character it built my character it's really um it's kind of cool during the week well not during the week during the week is real hectic so during practice you know my practice is, is extra intense because I'm always going 110 percent but then as far as um walkthroughs goes you know you still got to be able to pay attention you might be the next man up you never know what happens mm-hmm. but um I think Sundays it's pretty it's pretty lax because you go up there you can just watch. Uh, we was up in the box this past year, so I'll be up in the box and watching my teammates. So I was able to to support them in that in that aspect of it. That's awesome. I remember mm-hmm. talking to Luke Gifford after he went to the NFL, and and he made the comment that um, making the jump from college football to the NFL was an easier transition to make than making the jump from high school football to oh, yeah. college football. Would you agree with that? I most definitely would agree. What, wh- why, why do you think that is? Um, it's, it's, and it's, it's really funny. I forgot who I was talking to, but I told them that I faced more athletic people in college than I did in the NFL so far. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of freak athletes in, in, in the NFL, but, in college, everybody was athletic, and that's and that's kind of what it is in, in college. Is like whoever has the most athletic team is the team to more than likely win. But in the NFL, it's the team who's the most disciplined, who does everything the right way, is the team that wins. So um, here, I know now is like seeing everybody. Everybody's real fundamental. Of course, speed and strength is 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 important, but everything is not making a mistake, doing it until it's perfect. And I feel like it's easier to to dial in on and focus on your movements than it is to get stronger, get fast. Do you feel like your year in the big 10 helped you in that regard? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, I know as far as like, there was co- a certain things that coach Tuyoti had taught me that got relayed uh, when I got here. So a lot of those things that a lot of those tips that he gave me, I know some of the bets was like, yeah, when you, when you get in the game, you want to be able to look and do X, Y, and Z. So uh, I feel like that kind of helped me mentally prepare for uh prepare for nfl can you share can you share something it doesn't have to be like a state secret or anything like that but can you share something that tuioti maybe gave you or or taught you or something that that you get to the nfl and, and the guys are like oh yeah you need to know how to do this here um as far as like technique wise goes yeah yeah he's a big technician well, tuioti is yeah 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 so uh let me think let me think let me think well as far as like hand place, hand placement is everything. Hand placement is everything. But uh, in particular, he would always um, talk to me about my long arm in particular. Uh, I have a, I have an issue even still to this day. I have an issue with uh, doing a pass rush move and not necessarily being direct with it. And he always told me if you lead, if you lead in with the long arm, you'll be able to to work your way around that. And that's something that Eric Armstead had also had told me. He's like, if you gonna throw the long arm in there, it'll really open up. You know your arsenal, it opened up everything else because he, he can respect your power. And I say that's one thing Coach Tuyoti taught me that that actually helped me out come here, come here as well. Interesting. Now you have a teammate who goes into the NFL at the same time as you, but goes to the eventual Super Bowl winning champions. Oh, yeah. How do, do you guys have you have you guys talked about 
about him going and winning a Super Bowl? Does he brag about it with with you guys? What is this conversation like? Not really. He doesn't brag. You know, Galil isn't the one to sit there and brag, but I could definitely tell he was really excited about it. Yeah. He actually invited uh, – he invited – I think I, yeah, he invited me out there to, you know, to watch the Super Bowl and everything. Uh, I had other things planned, but it was – yeah, he was, he was really excited about it. Uh, I feel like – I feel like everybody else was more excited for him than he actually was. Really? Because everybody, yeah, every man, everybody was just, I know, I know talking to Carlos and talking to my brother and, and DT and a lot of other guys on the defensive line, they were like, they up going to the Super Bowl. He going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it was, you know, I know a lot of people was real happy for him and excited that he had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. I think, you know, like everybody loves Kansas city just because of where we are in the country, mm-hmm. but with Tampa Bay getting there, having Levante David, sort of the old school, Nebraska, oh, yeah. guy, well, maybe not old school, but old to me, um, Nebraska guy. And then Khalil being there, everybody's like, Oh man, who am I supposed to root for? <laughs> <laughs> I know like Ryan held had yeah. internal conflict with, do I root for the chiefs because of Kansas city or do I root for former Huskers? So that's yeah. <laughs> what's the craziest rookie thing that you were made to do by your teammates? Uh I'm not going to lie. This past year, it was very laxed because of um, the COVID restrictions and whatnot. Okay. But um, it, I want to say uh, – I, I, it, it really was they, – they had – the things, it wasn't really too wild or random. It was like we had to do things like um, in the meeting room, make sure it was uh, stocked up with snacks. Um, I had to buy sandwiches for the defensive line for every every away game. Okay. None, it wasn't none, none, none too crucial. That's about it, though. It wasn't none, none too crucial. Who has the uh, the weirdest sandwich order on the defensive line? So it's, it's really it really made this simple for me. So the rookies last year, the, the rookies the year before, they pretty much came to me. It's like, hey, Darian, to make this easy, go, go ahead and order five, six of these sandwiches, and then they're going to pick from these. So I was all like – it didn't make sense to me because I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. Like, you know, I got to get everybody's order. But he's like, nah, trust me. So I went and did that. And they was like, hey, Darren, you got some of them? Yeah. Pass them the sandwiches. And then from then on, uh, as as the year went ahead, I started to realize who liked which ones more. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I just load up on the ones that everybody likes. And then, you know, I even had some left over. So some of the people on the, on the equipment staff or the coaching staff will get a few as well. Okay. Are you? Do you pay for all of these, or does it, do do? Oh yeah, other yeah, people, yeah, You pay for all of them? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, you okay? So we kind of touched on this in the open. You got to come back to Nebraska for the spring game. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Wednesday. I guess it was almost two weeks ago. Um, by the time mm-hmm. everybody will be listening to this, just talk about. Did you want to come back? Were you asked back? What was it like to kind of be around Tuioti, be around the facility, and some guys yeah. again? I most definitely wanted to come back. I, I missed it. I think I don't think I've been there since um, pro day. I think that was the last time I was there. So me being able to go back, it was it meant a lot seeing everybody. Um, just being around the coaches, I know they're in. A, I feel like they're no. I know that the coaches are in a very confident position going into this upcoming year. Just yeah. talking to yeah. them about how this spring went, how the team is coming along. Um, it's given me a lot of hope as well. And then just like seeing the boys on the field, seeing them in action, seeing how they interact with one another. It's not the same. It's not the same from when I played my, uh, my spring game. Um, and I, I didn't expect it either. It just felt like everybody was um, on the same page. It was uh, leadership across the board. I, the coaches rarely have to say anything at all. I know uh, it's kind of funny just watching it. Cause I, I remember it was one play. Uh, I forgot exactly what happened in particular, but right when the it was one of the young guys, so I didn't really get his name. But right when he came out the field, 
it was like three defensive linemen came up there before Coach Tuyo could even get there and coach them up. And they're like telling them, hey, you need to do this, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And I was just looking at them and it kind of, it made me proud because it's like they're holding each other accountable. And once, well, you know, once your teammates, once teammates hold each other accountable and they take that pressure off the coaches, that's when you know a team is heading in the right direction. Yeah. Um, this afternoon, this Wednesday afternoon, I saw PFF had uh, Ben Stilley as their eighth ranked uh, returning interior defensive lineman. They had Jojo Doman as their fourth ranked returning linebacker. Obviously, everybody knows who Cam Taylor Britt is. He wasn't on their oh, top yeah. 10 cornerback list, which was strange to me. Um, but, I mean, like, everybody expects Cam to be one of the better corners in the country. This defense is going to have, um, just based off the way they played a year ago, this defense is going to have some legitimate expectations this year. I, I oh, guess, yeah. do you do you see um, them being able to live up to that, just in, in what you've been able to observe and what you've heard? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I know those – What. For me, what did it was when those guys decided to come back for that sixth year. Mm-hmm. And one thing I kept hearing is unfinished business. So it leads me to believe that they have an agenda and that they're not they're not settling for anything less than that. And I talked to my, I talked to Casey. I talked to my brother still. Um, and just their whole mindset going into this year is kind of like it's kind of dangerous because it's like they don't they it's like they don't they don't care about what happens. They just they only care about the result mm-hmm. and they're going to get it. And I love that. I love that. I love that mentality. They, they're accepting it. They're accepting the challenge and then they push each other to, to exceed that and more. Yeah. You have a unique perspective on this because you've been in the NFL for a year. Let's say hypothetically you are in college last season going through the COVID year and mm-hmm. it's your fifth year. Oh. And here comes the NCAA giving you the opportunity to delay the NFL for a year and come back to college for a sixth season. Would you take that sixth year or would knowing what you know now, would you want to get to the NFL? Oh, I would take it. Um, really? Just based off, yeah, based off of the strength that I feel like I could have helped myself as far as like hear my name called. Um, and, I, and that's how, that's all I see it. I, uh, risk and reward the, you know, if, if I was coming out, and they were saying, "Yeah, you're looking at fifth to undrafted. I'm a, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna test my chances and and try to uh, help that as well. But if you mm-hmm. know if the money calling, just do what you need to do." Yeah, you and I have talked about this before, though. That it seems like Nebraska guys get a little, um, a little under. I don't want to say disrespected, a little underrated when it comes to draft prep, just because of the record. Uh, oh yeah, attached to the team. So at, at, I'll be curious to see. You know, like DiCaprio Boodle runs like a four three forty in his pro day and then goes undrafted. And it's like you can't yeah. really find cornerbacks that have the, I guess, the yeah. resume that he had with the physical tool mm-hmm. that he has that you can find at, at the undrafted rank. So I, I, I'll be curious to see for some of the guys that decided to come back, like how much they can help their draft status if Nebraska is, say, seven and five or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be curious to see if that flips. Your brother, Damian looks really good right now just from a, oh, yeah. just from a, a slim down perspective oh, yeah yeah talk to me about about Damien's winter his his kind of spring his offseason what are you expecting from him a lot the most more than what he expects for himself just because I know he's capable of it yeah um just going in it was kind of I was, one thing I loved about him is just like when I was talking to when I was going through my process a lot of um, a lot of the scouts and the coaches was t- was asking me to to drop weight, and I was like, that was that was already the plan. But I would take that information and tell him, I was like, hey, bro, the NFL is changing; they're not looking for a three thirty defensive lineman anymore. You got to get right. And when he had told him that, he was like, okay. And 
it was kind of it was kind of uh I love what he did because I know he had he had a, a shoulder hiccup and they kind of pulled back on him so he can get that fully back uh 100 but during that time where he was getting back right I will call him I will say like eight o'clock nine o'clock at night and he's drenched in sweat I'm like bro what is you doing this late at night <laughs> uh I want a stairmaster I'll call you back go ahead and it was a consistent thing where he would just uh he would do everything with the team in the morning or whenever they did that and then before you go to bed he's doing some jump ropes he's doing some some jump ropes some uh some stair masters on the treadmill or something he was always trying to always trying to do better and i know talking to coach tuyote he said he can definitely see the difference in his in his body but he can also see a difference in his play on the field my brothers, uh, he, he'll like send me different clips so I can uh, critique him and help him out. Yeah. But one thing that I noticed in the clips that he sent me is he's running a lot longer and faster than he than he used to. So like you know, usually I'll say my brothers, he'll probably at practice he'll probably give you about I'm gonna say five six good yards before he like gasses out. But now he's running full throttle all the way to the ball, and a lot of times he's getting there before a lot of the other people are as well. So I'm really excited to see him going into this year. He feels like he could be a real swing piece for them on the interior because they did Chenander oh, yeah. did, did some stuff last year where they'd, they'd pull Damien off the field and go with just two down linemen, get a little bit more athleticism on the field, probably to get him some rest too, get him a breather. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he doesn't necessarily need that anymore and he's still able to, to move some people around, it could be that could be a real weapon for them. How oh, yeah. I mean, I know just from from when he's told us in interview sessions he, it doesn't seem like the snacks nickname bothered him or bothers him, but like for you to just kind of look at him over the course of his career, he goes from, he has the snacks nickname and mm-hmm. Tuyote says he can play, you know, four or five snaps at a time in a game. And then you got to get him out to now, you know, he just, he looks so much better. He sounds so much better. He sounds like he's, he's happy with where he's at. And you can mm-hmm. just hear sort of a, a joy in his voice when you talk to him. Um, is it is it, I guess, remarkable to see kind of the the progress that he's made over the course of his career? Is that remarkable for you? Is that something oh, yeah. that you expect to see? Yeah, it, it was something for starters. It's something that I expected, and I'm I'm just really glad that it happened in the fashion that it did. Because mm-hmm. um, he he's he sees it he sees it now, and I think that's the bit that was the biggest thing for for me for him for. I'm going to say majority of our life. Like I've always seen, ask anybody when people ask who's the better player, I always say my brother, he's a natural born football player. He has the body for it. He has the mindset for it. He's, I feel like he, in the long run, he will be the better player. It was just, he needed to see himself in that same light and he needed to see himself. So I feel like he finally sees the bigger picture. He sees what he's capable of. And now it's like, he's evolved from, we call him baby D back home. So we call him baby D he's, he's evolved from this baby D that we knew into this new version of himself, which is a lot more violent, which is surprising, which is a lot more healthier and a lot and a lot more mature than he ever has been. He's in now our conversations about football is like more past him as an individual, but he's trying to figure out how he can help impact the team in the biggest way. So I'm really, I'm really happy to see that he's made the changes that he's made. That's awesome. Have you given him any goals for this season? You tell him he needs to hit, you know, certain benchmarks. He needs to get five sacks or or whatever. Do you, do you have that kind of conversation? Or you just tell him go out and show people. See, it's, yeah, that's that's kind of our whole our whole mindset is don't don't you know go out there and do do what we do. Um, it's kind of he probably gonna get mad at me for saying this, but uh, there is this I forget 
what player it was, but they were uh, going through the drafts. And when he got selected, he had a clip. And the clip, you know, unfortunately was my brother. And I told him, I was like, hey, bro, everybody in America seen you on Buddy Highlight. And he was like, it'll never happen again. And that's kind of that's kind of my mindset for him. That's kind of my, my goal for him is, bro, every time you're on that field, you're never the one getting pushed back. And he took it. I think he's taking it personal. He's really on. He's really his mindset going into this year is just anybody who lined up across from me going to get this work every single snap. Yeah. Make your own highlights. Don't show up on someone else's reel. Oh, yeah. Most most definitely. Yeah. You guys have um, as siblings, you guys had a competition about who could graduate first. And you is he yeah. is he close to graduating? Did he beat you with this? Oh, yeah. yeah. He beat me. He beat me by a semester. OK. Yeah. I graduated three and a half. He graduated in three. OK. So he's done already. Yeah. Yeah, he's done already. He's I think he's in some grad some grad courses right now. He's not he didn't have the, the biggest workload in the world because you know he's done with school, but he is slowly but surely um knocking at his masters, I believe. It's funny because um he was he was coming up for a, a post practice availability this spring and Keith Mann, if you remember him, Nebraska's SID, mm. Keith was like, Yeah, uh Damien's coming from a class. He's he's really focused on that right now. I was like, well, you gotta remember those brothers had a competition about who could graduate yeah. first. And <laughs> Keith was like, Oh yeah, I know. Damien talks about it. So oh, yeah. That was funny. Um, what what do you think people are gonna see from Nebraska this year, from Damien this year? A lot. They're gonna see so much. I feel like they're gonna see um a different type of fight. A different type of fight. I know with uh with with Coach Peters being there now it gives them like that old school swagger in, into the building again. And I know my brother told me about like some of the things that he shared with them and it kind of helped form their mentality back into the old way that they used to play. So I'm going to just say that, you know, we, I, I expect to see, you know, the black shirts play really relentless and, you know, with no mercy at all. Yeah. And cause I talking to them individually, they all kind of had that same mindset. Like I said, without me talking to them as a collective, talking to them individually, they're all pretty much saying the same thing in different ways. And I just know out of my brother, they finna get, they finna get a, a bully. It's, and it's, 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 and now I feel sorry for anybody who got a lineup against them, but it's going to be humorous from a defensive line standpoint, just to see how dirty he does people coming up this upcoming year. Interesting. What about for you and your game? What should we expect to see from you? What kind of goals do you have for your second year in the NFL? My second year, my goal is just to get on the field and stay on the field. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my that's my main goal is to uh, impact impact the defense as much as I can as possible. I know I'm still a young pup uh, on the field. We got some big dogs. So my job, my main goal right now is to do everything I can to help everybody else, you know, make their job easy. So that means me uh, taking on a double. So, you know, an Eric Armstead or or DJ Jones could make a big play. You know, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm that's that's my goal right now is to get on the field and, and show my worth to the team so I can, you know, eventually earn a starting a start spot. Yeah. What kind of feedback did you get from the coaching staff after, after your first season? Do they do like exit interviews or things like that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How did that yeah. go for you? It went, it went pretty well. Um, it's kind of the same issue that I have. Uh, I say throughout college is just consistency. Um, talking to my D line coach, he said the effort was never an issue. The effort was never an issue, but he said that he can see that, uh, I didn't start getting my confidence and my ability until back half of the year, which is where I started playing, which when I actually started playing. Um, but he said, um, just take my seatbelt off. That's the only thing he wants. He doesn't want me to worry about making a mistake. He just wants me to play fast and hard. And I say that's the um, that was the biggest the biggest uh, emphasis he made for me is just to 
take my seatbelt off and play fearless. I feel like that would be pretty standard for you guys in the rookie class last year, just because of how messed up your off season was. You didn't have oh, yeah. rookie camp. You didn't have OTAs, things like that. No preseason. So now, I mean, I feel like now, you know, you kind of have like your first real opportunity to go through a preseason off season camp, things like that. And, and really kind of get momentum for yourself before the season mm-hmm. gets started. So that'll be interesting. When do OTAs start for you guys? I think starts. I think they start next week for us. Okay, cool. Well, um, we'll be, we watching out for some Darian Daniels stories on Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, I'll let you get back to your day, man. Thank you so much for for hopping on and, and talking to people. It was good to catch up with you. Uh, good guys catching up with you as well. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, we will be back next week with another podcast. In the meantime, keep reading hailvarsity.com. Subscribe to all the Hail Varsity stuff. Follow Darian on Twitter. He's a wonderful follow on Twitter. Um, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Hoda Media Production.